on the Northland Outdoors Radio Network, this is Northland Outdoors Radio. For the next hour, we'll give you the latest on fishing, hunting, and spending time in the outdoors all across the Northland. Welcome to Northland Outdoors Radio. Now here's your host, Brett T-Bone Amundsen. Oh, do you know what time it is? It's the most wonderful time of the year. I know it's not Christmas, but guys, this is uh, quickly becoming one of my favorite times of the year. Do you know why? Why? Thank you. Because this, the most wonderful time, uh, is when we go chase snow geese. And I'm telling you, once you do it, you will write bad checks to do it again. <laughs> this past week, I've been in South Dakota with Mid-Migration Outfitters chasing snow geese and filming for Northland Outdoors Television. Uh, obviously, hunting them is fun, but just seeing the migration of all of God's creatures is really cool. That is the Northland Outdoors staff, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. Make some noise for Greg Kaiser. <laughs> Give it up for Brian Peterson. <laughs> and last but not least, of course, <laughs> Becca. So I don't know what's going on here. All of a sudden, it's like a late night talk show. And <laughs> the air seems really thin in here. Got <laughs> <laughs> that kind of furniture in here, too. It's got that vibe. <laughs> we do actually have some guests on the radio show this week. Uh, speaking of waterfowl, the experts and decision makers have been discussing the fall migration and how the hunting seasons uh, will be structured. At the recent flyway uh, technical meetings and then the council meetings as well have been going on. I asked Steve Kortz from the Minnesota DNR to plant a listening device in the room so we could record the meetings and play it back here. He said no. But, but he will join us to let us in Whether on he likes it or not. <laughs> That's right. He's going to tell us what was talked about. Also, Chad Malloy from FM Walleyes is back on the radio show to tell us what the big deal with Lake Winnipeg is. He's got some tips for you if you're planning on taking a trip up North Dare for them giant greenbacks. Oh, sure, you betcha. And if you have a kid under 16 that might want to get into turkey hunting, there's a mentored youth turkey hunt that is looking for kids to take out. Tyler Scott has the details for that later this hour. First, are you guys ready? Sometimes. <laughs> Depends on what we're getting ready for. <laughs> Deadlines. Bow fishing is already open in Minnesota, by the way. The 2016 early season, south of Highway 210 and only on lakes. And then on these rivers, the Minnesota, Mississippi, or St. Croix, from boats only. So they don't want you walking along shorelines yet doing any bow fishing. That opened on uh, February 29th. It goes until April 29th. That North Dakota elk and moose application deadline is coming up March 23rd. There's actually some news, too, about uh, how the bighorn sheep uh, license allocation is going to take place this year. You can read more about that at northlandoutdoors.com. March 21st is when Wisconsin turkey turkey hunters can buy leftover permits over the counter. And if you want to help, help hunt elk in Colorado, I turned into the Hulk there for just a, a little minute. Bit. Hulk smash! <laughs> Brett angry. You won't like me when I'm angry. Uh, deadline to hunt elk in Colorado, whether you're the Hulk, Hulk, <laughs> the Hulk, Hulk, Hulk or, or not, a Hulk. Or a Hulk. Yeah, there you go. Uh, April 5 <laughs> is for that. Now, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're ready for this. More than you ever wanted to know about. More than you ever wanted to know about snow geese. More than you ever wanted to know about. <laughs> Snow geese, ladies and gentlemen, more than you ever wanted to know about snow geese, being in the middle of a flock of snow geese as they spiral down from the sky has been described as like being in a snow globe. 
They travel great distances as they migrate from the Arctic tundra to the southern states in the United States. And watching the migration is something that any waterfowler looks forward to each year. And it's going on right now. The spring migration as they head back north. And the winner of today's contest will get a bag of snow goose jerky fresh off my trip to South Dakota. This is actually a good prize, guys. We might want to keep track. I'm going to win. This is good stuff. All right, question number one. According to our interview with Dr. Robert Rockwell a couple of weeks ago here on Northland Outdoors Radio, how many geese are estimated to travel through the Central Flyway each year? Is it A, two to three million, B, 15 to 20 million, or three, one billion geese? (laughs) Greg, you can go first. B. B, 15 to 20 million. Brian? I'll go with B as well. B and Becca. I guess I'll go with B too. B is the correct answer. 15 Ooh. to 20, 20 million snow geese. It's unbelievable the size wow. of uh, the, the population of these geese. Well, uh, question number two. Why is there a spring season on snow geese? Is it A, because hunters are bloodthirsty creatures that want to kill everything? <clears throat> B, because the snow goose's survival depends on it? Or C, because it's fun to watch on television? Brian? I'd say B to manage them. B is your answer, Greg? Uh, You forgot to mention that snow geese are bad. Snow (laughs) snow geese are bad. B. And Becca. I'll go with B with the boys. You guys all got it right again. Their survival depends on the spring season. It is to manage the species. Question number three. In the spring, they want you to harvest as many geese as possible while still not letting any geese go to waste. What methods are not allowed to use to take snow geese? A, a shotgun with more than three shells, B, electronic collars, or C, anti-aircraft ammunition? Becca. I'm gonna go with A. She wanna phone a friend. <laughs> the looks around this room, obviously I'm wrong. C, Becca. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in C. Would you like to see Would you like to see yourself having a second chance? <laughs> Many times yeah. on this show. Many times. <laughs> Brian. Do <laughs> you guys all want to Let's just go with C. Yeah, I think we'll the go answer C. is C. Question number four. What is the limit on snow geese in the spring? Is it A, 10 per person? Three, uh, B, okay. <laughs> A, 10 per person. B, three per hunter on the weekdays. Or C, the only limit is that there are no limits. Greg. C. Brian. C. Becca. C. That's right, no limits. <laughs> Question number five, more than you ever wanted to know about snow geese. What is it that geese are doing to the tundra that threatens their existence? Is it A, destroying the landscape by eating everything? B, robbing banks? (laughs) Robbing banks? (laughs) (laughs) Or C, running with scissors? Becca! Uh, I'll go with A. A, destroying the landscape by eating everything. Brian. There's not an all the above, huh? Let's go with A as well. <laughs> and Greg. A. You guys all tied. You guys all get some uh, snow some goose jerky. jerky. Hey. Congratulations. We've been promised this before and got nothing. <laughs> More than you ever wanted to know about snow geese here on Northland Outdoors Radio. You know, one of my favorite things to read is the weekly conservation officer report from the Minnesota Department of Natural Resources because there's always little nuggets of goodness in there. Now, you have to sift through the usual 
uh, things like checked anglers for licenses and answered complaints of nuisance animal calls, but occasionally you find some greatness. And we're going to bring you the best of the weekly conservation officer report right now in a segment we'll call Running Afoul of the Law. <laughs> Running Afoul, get it? Afoul, like birds. That, yeah. Foul. <clears throat> some of these are real reports from the COs, and some of these are thankfully made up by us. It's up to you to guess whether or not they're real. Are you guys ready? Ready. Yo. <laughs> mm-hmm. Didn't know there'd be two two oh, quizzes man. today, did you? I'm wow. Overload. <laughs> All right, number one, Greg. What is the preferred method of removing a beaver dam? <laughs> well, <laughs> tannerite works, but I'm not sure uh, in Minnesota that that's. Tannerite is the correct answer, as a matter of fact. Well, maybe that's not the best idea. According to the latest conservation officer report from the DNR, uh, CEO Paul Kuski from Piers had to investigate a complaint of someone blowing up a beaver lodge with a small orange container that normally holds an explosive burst of fun. <laughs> Oops. That is a, is that real or not, by the way? I'd say it's real. That real. one is real. Oh, that's right. actually pretty meek for these things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number two, is this one real or not? Uh, CEO Bill Landmark, who works out of the Moorhead area, took calls from the public regarding questions about a hair-like substance found in a spear hole. You. That's gross. Real or not, Becca? (laughs) I'm going to say it's real, though. That one is real. Yes, it is. Uh, Number three, CEO Eric Sullivan from Walker was checking fishermen on Walker Bay on Leech Lake. Most groups were experiencing a slow bite, but the entrees in the permanent fish houses were top-notch, including shrimp, steak, and pork roast. Enforcement action was taken on other anglers who only offered cold hot dogs. (laughs) And not, and not the old beef ones either. <laughs> Greg, is that one real or not? I don't think so. Well, it's mostly real. We did make up the last part, but the part about the pork roast is real. I'd lo- I love the writers for these uh, conservation <laughs> officers report. You can read that every week on NorthlandOutdoors.com. There you have it, running afoul of the Yay! law here on Northland Outdoors Radio. All right, guys, what do you? You guys got big plans this week at all? Are you guys uh, doing anything fun? Outside. Just gonna be outside. The weather warms up. Well, this weekend, Northland Outdoors is in South Dakota chasing snow geese. We're also in Winnipeg, up on Lake Winnipeg. We're with FM Walleyes chasing greenbacks on the big lake and filming it for Northland Outdoors Television, uh, which starts up in here in July. Chad Malloy will talk about why they have taken over an entire casino and hotel complex with a group of fishermen this weekend. He's next on Northland Outdoors Radio. Also coming up, we find out what came out of the, the the flyway technical meetings and also some of the council meeting conversations as well uh, with Steve Quartz. And we'll hear about a mentored youth turkey hunt uh, with Tyler Scott. They're looking for a few more kids who want to hunt turkeys. You are listening to Northland Outdoors Radio. Your ears, thank you. How would you like this to be the sound of your alarm clock? The Lakeshore Kings have your chance to spend weekends and weekdays in Lake Country with the unique opportunity to own and operate your own resort. Birchhaven Resort on Birch Lake near Hackensack offers sunset views from its sandy beach and comfortable cabins. And it's on the market at an extremely reasonable price. Contact Steve Leary or Preston Peters of Exit Lakes Realty at 218-821-5655. That's 218-821-5655 and begin your life at the lake today. 
This is Northland Outdoors Radio. This is Northland Outdoors Radio. I'm Brett T-Bone Amundsen. How would you like to fish a lake within a relatively short driving distance that routinely pumps out walleyes around or over that 10-pound mark? Well, it's a huge lake that only within recent years really started to earn a reputation as a trophy walleye destination. To tell us about this lake and how a trip that started with just a handful of anglers from the Fargo-Moorhead area turned into a couple hundred people that completely take over a hotel and casino in the area. Chad Malloy from FM Walleyes joins us now here on Northland Outdoors Radio. Chad, have you ever fished a lake before that offered big fish as often as this lake does? You know, I have never fished a lake that puts out giant fish like Lake Winnipeg. You know, sure you got uh, Lake Erie, but the fish on Lake Winnipeg, there just seems to be an abundance of fish up there. Um, We'll have days when each person will catch four to five fish in that 26 to 30 inch range. It's just phenomenal. And then we have a bunch of smaller fish mixed in uh, anywhere from 12 inches to 20 inches. And right now there kind of seems to be some year classes missing that in between that uh, 22 to 25 inch. There's not a lot of those out there right now, but, but the large year class, um, it's just been unreal for the people catching 28 to 30 inch walleyes right now. And the fish up there, they're not the skinny ones like you see on Mille Lacs. These are the big fat jumbo football guys. Um, <laughs> you know, we, we've caught fish up there that were 27 inches that went over 10 pounds, which is unreal. Wow. They're, they're just big chunk footballs. Of course, we are talking about Lake Winnipeg. It's what, only a four hour drive for you from Fargo? Yeah, it's, it's, you know, between four and five hours, depends how, how heavy your foot is <laughs> and how many stops you make and if you make it through the border nice and clean. So uh, it's, you know, it's the, the nice thing about living here in the, the Fargo area is I have uh, within four to five hours, almost any direction I go, I have some phenomenal fishing in. Lake Winnipeg is one of our favorite spots in the winter. Well, let's talk about Lake Winnipeg. How many years has there been a trip up there with FM walleyes? You know, I think this is going to be our fifth or sixth year of having what we call our Lake Winnipeg ice fishing excursion. Uh, we kind of gave it a nickname. We, you know, you have something this big, you got to have a name for it, right? So we call it the L Wife Lake Winnipeg ice fish, fishing excursion. And the past couple of years, you know, we have actually completely rented out the entire casino up there um, a year in advance. So before we leave, after we're done this year, everybody will make the reservations for next year. And for about uh, three or four nights, we have that entire hotel booked, over 90 rooms. Chad Malloy, our guest here on Northland Outdoors Radio. We're talking about their trip up to Lake Winnipeg with FM Walleyes. When did you guys start uh, going up there? Or I'm sorry, why did you guys start going up there? And tell us why it's become such a popular trip. Well, I, I've been living in Fargo here for about uh, almost 20 years now. Um, shortly after I moved up here, I, you know, a couple friends from the FM Wally Club took me up to the area up there, um, kind of the, the Selkirk area on the Red River and um, Pine Falls on um, the Winnipeg River, which are some awesome spots for fall fishing. We catch the big greenbacks that uh, migrate up the rivers, in the fall chasing the emerald shiners and 
Um, a couple guys, probably about five, six years ago, had been making trips, but a lot of us didn't really know how the fishing was on Lake Winnipeg in the winter. Well, they set up, we have a good group here in Fargo, the FM Walleye crew, and up in Winnipeg, there's the Walleye Anglers Association of Manitoba. Good friend of mine, Dave Randash, and some other guys, um, and the friends from the WAM group, said, let's get our two clubs together, meet out on the ice, we'll have a cookout and everything, and, and kind of experience it. So there's probably about 40 guys from the Fargo area here made the trek up, and we didn't, you know, we had excellent fishing. We didn't catch the fish like we're catching now, but that year we probably caught some of the best fishing through the ice we've any of us has ever experienced. <laughs> your worst day up on Lake Winnipeg will be like one of your best days ever in Minnesota. That's how phenomenal the fishing up there is. So it's, it's just crazy. Wow. Well, that was, yeah. was going to be my next question for you, Chad, is how often are you catching these big fish? Because you hear about Erie or, or Winnipeg or Lake of the Woods, and you see all these big fish coming out of there, and then you go up there and fish, and you're expecting to, to hook into a, a 27, 28, 32-inch fish every other, every other uh, time you drop a jig down. How often are you catching big fish up there? You know, I would say if you spend a good two to three full days of fishing up there, you're probably going to average two fish of 28 inches or better. Wow. <laughs> so in our group, we, we usually travel with a group of like six guys, and uh, that's what we average. Well, now, and we should maybe clarify, you know, maybe it's guys like you are going to catch fish like that. What about guys like me? I mean, <laughs> how, how easy well, I, is it to I, fish for these? We have fished before, and I know you've missed some bites, <laughs> but these fish up there are, are pretty ferocious. They're not like the, the Minnesota ticky-tack eaters. Uh, a lot of times when they hit your bait, it's a freight train and hold on for the ride. It's a lot of fun. Um, sometimes, it, you know, my, my favorite thing is when I'm dropping my live target down my hole and I'm thinking it should hit bottom by now, but I'm still letting line out. Now, that means I must have a bite then, right? Because it's still going. So you reel down and set that hook and your rod just double over. Oh, and uh, you got, you know, a good 10 to 12 pound walleye on there. And then you're just, it's just a waiting game to get them up through, through the hole. You know, and, and we're fishing on, you know, sometimes four or five feet of ice. Some, some years we use two or three extensions. And so uh, there's some places in the lake where the actual water depth might only be 10 feet. So we're fishing only five feet of water. So there's only one way for those fish to go, and that's left or right. <laughs> um, you know, so you're, you got a good fight on your hands. And, and sometimes we're out a little bit deeper, but we're, we're using that fish in much over 20 feet of water total. So a lot of times, you know, anywhere from 12 to 15 feet of water below the ice. You, you talked, you mentioned the live target. You've also talked a little bit uh, to me off the air about how you guys fish up there. And some of the tactics you use are a little bit different. Yeah, that's the neat. That's one thing I really enjoy about going to Lake Winnipeg. It's it's kind of the the place of innovation right now. Guys are trying new and different tactics. Um, there's probably three major things in the past four or five years that have happened that have kind of revolutionized ice fishing. I think one is the use of rattle baits, a lipless crankbait like the rattle trap. Really, the live target is what has really taken off up there, and I, I think. It's because of the way the rattles work in that live target. It's just a perfect cadence, perfect tone, and uh, the shape of the bait and the color and everything all work great. But there's other ones that work also. Um, the second thing 
is um, Live Target also came out with the bait ball lure. And when that lure came out, they came out with one that was a stick bait and an emerald shiner. So there's like two or three emerald shiner minnows inside this glass stick bait. And me and a couple buddies looked at each other and was like, we got to figure out a way to fish with that through the ice. So we took some split shots and added, uh, just tied on some monofilament line to the center hook and added the split shots to weight it down. And we kind of let it go down the hole. And, and it ended up working really good. And we would just feather it and just uh, rip it a little bit. And it would kind of swim around the hole. And lo and behold, it actually started catching fish. So we were just amazed that we could use crankbaits ice fishing. <laughs> yeah, right. And uh, a good friend of ours, Bruce Mosier, goes up to Lake Winnipeg a lot. He's worked with Clam, and they came out with a crankbait weight, which is a nice, easy, uh, it has a clip on it, and there's three different sizes. You just clip it onto the treble hook, and away you go fishing big bass crankbaits through the ice. Hmm. Well, Chad Malone, our guest here on Northland Outdoors Radio, talking about Lake Winnipeg. You, along with Scott Brewer and Kyle Agri, you put on fishing seminars at Shields just for Lake Winnipeg without giving away everything your seminar is about. What, maybe what's the first piece of advice you tell people that want to go up and fish Lake Winnipeg? Don't go alone. It's, it's a big, giant place. The area around Lake Winnipeg, it's not like Mille Lacs. There's not resorts. Uh, there are no plowed roads. And safety is your biggest concern. So you want to travel in pairs. You want to have at least two vehicles if you're going out there. Uh, this time of year, most of the guys are going with track vehicles, whether it's a player's ranger with tracks, a four-wheeler tracks, or a snowmobile. You definitely need to have a GPS. And we always kind of, we will bring our summer electronics with us, our Laurents, and have it hooked up uh, on our four-wheelers or whatever with the GPS, and then we bring a handheld GPS. If it snows up there and we get a lot of wind, you get a big blizzard and it's a whiteout, you will not know where you're at. You'll get totally lost. You need a GPS up there. So safety is really our main concern up there. Um, other than that, you just want to beef everything up a little bit. You can use your summer reels. You don't need little reels. You want to use, uh, we use longer ice fishing rods, anywhere from 36 to 42 inches, uh, medium heavy a lot of times because we're catching 10-pound walleyes. We're not catching these little perch. So oh, it's, it's a lot of fun, and um, there's a lot of information out on the Internet too. You're killing me. Chad, I want to go up there. I want to be up there this weekend with you guys uh, real bad. I know we're, we're filming with you for an upcoming episode of, of Northland Outdoors Television. What's the biggest walleye you've caught up there, and what's the biggest walleye you've seen come out of Lake Winnipeg? The biggest one I've seen is 14 pounds, and that was caught by uh, my good friend Scotty Brewer, by his son, Adam. Uh, that was a few years ago. The biggest one I've caught is probably around 11 pounds, uh, 29 and a half inches, 30 inches. Everybody's got that opportunity. There's a ton of those fish up there. It's a great opportunity. Another thing that's been real hot recently, too, has been using big giant flutter spoons and the big salmon spoons that were dropping down the ice, and they flutter in and those big walleyes just eat those up. So well, we're real excited, and we can't wait to get, get going. I'm going to have to try to get up there with you guys next year. Uh, Lake Winnipeg is what we've been talking about. Chad Malloy from FM Walleyes. Uh, good luck on this year's trip. Thanks for being on Northland Outdoors Radio. Thanks, Brett. Take care. Before the show is over, we'll find out what was discussed at this year's Flyway Technical Meetings. We'll see if there's any changes that might be coming down the pike for the region's waterfall season. Steve Kortz will join us from the Minnesota DNR. And when we come back, there's a unique opportunity
opportunity for kids to get on a mentored youth turkey hunt, and they're looking for more kids to be a part of it. If you have a son or daughter that you think would like to try turkey hunting, this would be perfect for them. Tyler Scott will tell us about it next on Northland Outdoors Radio. You're listening to Northland Outdoors Radio.